0: So what is a surety bond and what goes into preparing one for various uses? We're going to look at a couple examples of surety bond documents from different states. Here's one in Florida, one in Louisiana, uh, and one in Ohio. But before we do that, we're going to take a look at the mechanics and logistics of a surety bond surety bond is a three-way agreement with three parties unlike an insurance policy which has two parties you have the surety which is the company that issues the bond they're the one who's backing this up you have the obligee who is the company asking you for a bond if you're a contractor maybe a government agency it may be a third party and you are the principal who is required to execute properly on the conditions of the bond or the contract. There's also a difference between insurance and a surety bond. Surety bond is, like we said, a three-party contract. They do not expect to have losses. They expect that the fee is just a backup. The premium is a fee for them extending the credit on the bond to you in case something goes wrong. And you, the principal still have the economic risk if something goes wrong, because if there's a claim on the bond, you still have to make up for it, even if the surety pays. Insurance is different in many ways. There's only two parties, you and the insurance company. They expect to have losses. That's why you have coverage. If you crash your car, tree lands on your house, they pay for it. And the premium is based on the actual likelihood of loss. and the insurance company's taking the risk. If you crash your car and they pay a claim, you don't have to pay them back. So those are the main differences between the two. So what does that look like in real life? Well, here's an example of a surety bond, happens to be from the state of Louisiana, but the language is gonna be very similar from one state to another. This happens to be for a contractor surety bond, and it requires that the contractor have this bond coverage so that if there are losses for a client or for a government agency, there's a deep pocket to cover it. So the way this document goes together is for a single contract or multiple, and that most of the bonds will always start with this language, be it known to all men by these presents, right? Whatever the the language is, it's kind of dramatic legal document, but it's basically saying that this is an announcement in public that the principal and the surety provide this binding coverage as follows. The principal, that's you, the name of your company. Are you an individual, corporation? What's the state, trade name, mailing address, all the information about you as a company. Name of the surety is the company that's issuing it, the insurance company, if they have a location, you put that here. It is agreed that the surety is bound with the principal. And this word insolido means that you're together, you're one entity guaranteeing this, you can't separate it. And you're guaranteeing to the Secretary of State that payment will be made to the Department of Revenue. We the principal and surety are bound by this contract. The bond may be is effective after this date. The condition is that the principal is a contractor performing work. As a result of the business operation, the principal shall pay all taxes, penalties, cost under the laws of the state completely. If the taxes are not paid, that's where the surety comes in. Principal has to sign it, surety has to sign it. And the judicial district for Louisiana is the beneficiary. If there's a claim, then surety's on the hook. What's another example? Here's one for Florida for sales taxes. Basically it's that the certificate holder agrees to collect and remit sales taxes. So if you're a retailer and you sell products all day long to customers and you collect tax, if you go into a store and you buy something for $100, if the sales tax is 7%, you pay $107 to that store. That store collects that tax, holds onto it, and then pays it to the state. The, The store doesn't get to keep the sales tax but it's almost like a free loan to the store or business. So what happens is the store might be tempted to maybe use it almost like free financing and maybe not pay it right away or hold it back. This surety bond is a guarantee that if the store collects taxes and doesn't remit it to the state, the bond will kick in and pay the state. So first of all, the state is not out any money and any customers who pay taxes don't lose out on the credit for paying the tax. Sometimes when you pay tax, you get a credit for it. The surety, which is the insurance company has the right to access information about the company's account. You want to make sure you find out what's going on with taxes. In this case, the surety can also cancel the bond, but not for prior losses. If they find out that you as a company are not paying your taxes, they can cancel the certificate within 60 days. The surety is liable to the principal until the bond is canceled. Meaning that if the company, the store does not remit the taxes to the state, then the surety company, the insurance company has to pay the state the taxes. Now they can go back and go after the company, the store for not paying taxes, but at least the state gets paid their owed tax collections. Here's one from Ohio that has to do with oil wells. It's a blanket bond for two wells or an individual bond for one well. And it has to do with their 1509 in their code, which has to do with remittances to the state for oil well payments, royalties to the state. And the conditions of this obligation, if the principal does not comply fully with that chapter, then the surety has to pay it, they have to cover it. Right here, principal herein does not comply fully with the chapter and all amendments, then it has to be handled by the surety. The duration of this bond shall be from the time it's applied for with the oil and gas management until the well has been plugged. So you'll see from these examples that a bond can cover many different types of risk. Usually it's for a government agency that wants to make sure that they're not gonna be liable for plugging an oil well or fees or taxes or a failed construction project. When you're bidding on a project as a company or a contractor, the other side of that contract might want to have some backup, some protection. They don't know if you have a million dollars in the bank that you can fix a problem if you break something, or don't finish a job, or don't pay taxes. This is a way of getting, as it's put in the example at the beginning, of kind of a line of credit to cover your potential failure or breach of a contract. And in order to be approved for certain contracts or licenses or relationships with a government agency, they're going to require you having this bond so that if you mess up, they know somebody has deep pockets that'll make them whole again. So their taxpayers don't have to pick up the pieces for you as a company failing to finish the job. A bond can take any different number of forms and can cover any different number of scenarios. It can be for things like health clubs, accountants, even real estate transactions can be covered by a bond. Certain industries to get a license, you have to have a bond. If you're a general contractor, a private investigator, an insurance agent, you have to have a surety bond so that if you mess up and harm your clients or harm the government, the surety bond will fix the problem, but then they're going to come back after you to fix them. Again, it's not a waiver of risk. It's a transfer of risk from the agency that's issuing the license or contract to the surety company. And then that risk is primarily held by them, but you're still on the hook for them to come back after you and subrogate to get their money back.